0: Hope those were those songs were okay. Come in, Miss Angie. But uh, I knew my grandmother's gonna be here tonight, so I tried to find some songs I thought she would like. I was gonna play some different ones tonight. I thought, well she's gonna be here and she's been at it. I'm gonna play some stuff I think she might like and so I hope you like those those are okay. Good, good. Brandy was complaining, but I liked them. <laughs> yeah, that last one was hard to see. Sorry about that. You know when you're up there and you bring it up on the screen of course obviously it's easy to see on that so you know you don't really think about it down here uh how it's going to be viewed and some of those words are hard to see so but anyway hopefully hopefully you like it all right if you will turn your bibles to first samuel chapter 30 verse 4 first samuel chapter 30 verse 4 give everybody just a second to turn there This is Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 1, chapter 30, verse 4. last little on my poor little mother-in-law, she hardly say. Nice little holler. 1 <laughs> Samuel 30, verse 4. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Let us have a word of prayer, please. And Father, Lord, we just thank you and love you and praise you. And Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for each and every person here in the sanctuary, those watching online. Uh, Lord, we just want to praise you uh, for always being there for us, to never give up on us, to continue to love us. Lord, let us serve you well, and Lord, let uh, just pray that the words that go out tonight will glorify you, edify, and equip the listeners. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, so, uh, you know, what um, we're looking at here is that King David, all right, now he had uh, just come back from, uh, from Ziglag, and he was, uh, when he got back, not only... Uh, had he already been through a battle, but then he's about to go through another battle because uh, everybody, uh, the, the enemy had taken uh, his family, uh, his own men had turned against him. And uh, he was uh, uh, in a bad situation, you know, and he here he was a king. As you remember, uh, King David, uh, you know, how the women would sing his praises as he come through for the very people who are now turning against him. And, uh, you know, and and this kind of brings me to kind of what we're hitting on a little bit tonight is uh, the fact that uh, of of whether uh, how to respond to battles that we have to face each and every day, a matter of giving up or pushing forward uh, to to not give up. You know, Uh, it is um, we're all going to face battles. All right. Each and every one is going to face battles. It's a battle to Put food on the table sometimes, it's a battle to get up in the morning, it's a battle to go to Walmart <laughs> each and every day, it's a, it's a battle to, uh, uh, each or whatever it may be, whatever it is the demons you fight, or addictions you have, or whatever it may be, we all have a battle. That we have to deal with. Now David was very discouraged. And it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy in our lives to beat ourselves up. And to think that we are no good. And that we are failures. And that we cannot succeed. And the devil wants to plant those seeds in our heads. That we are worthless And that when it never fails, that when you get through one battle, guess what? That old devil loves to kick you when you're down, and it just it never fails. Just as soon as you're you're here, you're going in the midst of a battle, and then all of a sudden your car tears up, you have to get it fixed, or something in the house breaks or tears up, or uh, whatever it may be, you know. And it just seems like it just never stops. It never stops. And people, I've had people ask me, said, "When's it going to get easier? When you die?" Alright, I mean, I just said the way it is. Is that when you die, we we are in the arms of the Father. That's the only time it's going to get easy. Alright, each and every day we're going to have to battle. Each and every day we have to face uh, uh, our enemy. We, because the old devil does not let up. He's constantly fighting. He's constantly trying to bring you down. The, the That's what I've told you Before. That it's not a matter when you wake up each morning is, uh, will I be in a battle today? It's when I will be in my battle today. Am I prepared? Am I ready to fight? Am I ready to go forward? You see, this is what David had to do. He had to encourage himself. All right. And he didn't do this on his own. He knew. he wasn't a matter of pride that he could do it on himself. You know, that's one thing you see constantly, continually uh, on social media, uh, on, uh, on YouTube, or whatever it may be. It's self-help. What you can do to empower yourself. How you can succeed. How you can do this and how you can do that. Well, guess what? On your own, you can do nothing. It is only through God alone that we are successful. All through God alone do we find our strength. It's only through God alone that we have our perseverance to endure, to persevere, to keep moving forward. And so David had to encourage himself, all right? there. You know, There's times when we have to go before God the Father to draw from his strength. You know, it's not nothing uh, mommy and daddy can do for you, your wife, sister, husband, whatever it may be, cannot do it for you. You have to go before God the Father. There's a relationship between you and God. You know, I think some people have the uh, uh, the uh, misunderstanding that because their father is saved, or mother was saved, or grandfather was saved, that all my, you know, that, that, Automatically makes you saved. It makes you a Christian. It doesn't work that way. It's only through that profession. Repenting of your sins. Understanding the conviction of sin. Repenting. uh, Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Will you enter into the gates of heaven? It don't matter who in your family was saved. You know, just because my grandfather helped build this church doesn't automatically make me saved. And so, you know, we have to go for God the Father. When we are discouraged. When the battle's at hand. When it seems like all else is failing around us. That's when we have to go for God the Father. And that's when we have to memorize Scripture. See, that is our battle. This is that's why this is called the sword. This is how we fight back. And that's why we have to memorize God's word. There may not always be a time when we can automatically grab our Bibles and, and turn to that verse and and be able to, to read it at that particular moment. Because there are times when we can be innocently doing something and all of a sudden the devil attacks that quick. You know, and you don't even have time to to, to react and sometimes you be in the midst of something and be like, ah, you know, what, what, what's even going on? You know, you be in the midst of a battle and get hit. You know, when we talk about the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, you know, we can have that shield. And we can have that sword. But sometimes we get overconfident in our walk as Christians. And sometimes we get a little relaxed. We're not always on our guard as much as we should. And then it comes those fiery darts. And we can get hit and get nailed and get knocked down before we even realize what even happened. And that's why we have to pick ourselves up and keep pushing forward. That's why we have to memorize scripture. That's why we look at verses uh, like uh, John 4, 4. says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Remember that, greater is he. Remember, we are not our own. It is Christ who lives in us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know. I, sometimes you know, I think Christians uh, are not always aware of the power that they have. They feel defeated. They feel like they, they they their their past determines them. We'll get to that here in just a minute. It's just and we and we get psyched out. You know, if you played sports, even y'all played sports, you know, uh, you know particularly even in cross country when I when I ran cross country because I was not coordinated enough to play ball. And I, I wasn't always the team player I should have been. So uh, I uh, so but even in cross country uh, we try to psych the other team out. You know, but uh, try to get in their heads and make them think they weren't good enough. But, um, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to get in your head and make you think you're not good enough. You're not good enough, Christian. Are you really saved? If you was really saved, would you keep doing this? Would you have said that? Would you have done this? You know, he wants to get, he wants, that's why it's, it's not a battle of flesh and blood. It is a mental, spiritual, and emotional battle. And the devil has thousands of years of experience and he knows where to zero in. He knows where to hit. He knows where to get you. And that's why you have to quote God's word, as in First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And then we have Exodus fourteen fourteen. The Lord will fight for you, all right? The Lord will fight for you. You know, you've heard me use this illustration before, and I, and I won't forget this. My dad told me a long time ago that to remember and realize that, you know, you look at our, our battle sometimes as being in a, in a boxing ring. And the old devil, he wants to, he wants to psych you out. He wants to make he think he's going to take you down. But it's Jesus Christ, God the Father, standing beside of you. And when the old devil looks up and sees God, he's going to tell him, run. God is with you. He will fight for you. All right. So I don't care. You know, you can think of of uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren in uh, Rocky IV. He looked big and intimidating. But uh, we have God with us. And then we have Deuteronomy three twenty two. You shall not. Fear them, for the Lord your God shall fight for you. Romans 8:37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, you see these, these verses, all right, that we need to memorize. We need to treasure in our heart. We need to use it in, in our arsenal of weapons to fight back. You know, again and again we're seeing that we are victorious. We are victorious, and we have to keep pushing forward. Not backwards. We can get knocked on our rear ends. We can pick ourselves up and keep pushing forward. But that strength that helps us to pick ourselves back up only comes from God the Father. It's not a strength of our own. It's not an endurance of perseverance that comes within us, as you would hear New Age philosophy. And, and, and those in the world want to tell you that it's your strength that helps you. It is your strength that empowers you. It's your strength that helps you to endure. No, it's not. If I were to lie on my own strength, I would never get up in the morning. I could, you know, I would never be able to endure the, the, the battles that come my way. It is through God's strength alone. And we have it see in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Alright? And then we see in Ephesians 610, 6, 10, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. See, we have these verses and again and again. And then we see in Matthew, and here's the most important one here. In Matthew 22, 29. Do not know, all right, scriptures, you do not know the power of God. So let's look over here at that real quick. Matthew 22, 29. You're hearing me explain it and look at it. Matthew 22, 29. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. See, that's where we mess up. That's where we're, we're, we're screwing up. Is that we don't know God's word. See, that's why we have to memorize this. That's why we have to fight back. When the devil's trying to get in your head, when he's trying to bring you down, when he's trying to cause fear, when he's trying to cause depression, when he's trying to cause tell you that you cannot do it. That's when we use the power of God and fight back. Because it's God's power that resides within us. It is God's power that helps us to push forward. It is God's power that encourages us. And King David knew that. That's why he had to go into the presence of God. And he had to encourage himself. Because everything else around him was falling apart. The battle was getting worse and harder. And everybody was turning against him. And guess what? People will turn against you. People will uh, stab you in the back in a heartbeat. And I've, I've had to learn it the hard way. You've had to learn it the hard way. People you thought you could trust stabbed you in the back. Why? Because there's sin in this world. There's evil in this world. And you cannot depend on other people for your happiness. We have to depend upon God alone for our fulfillment and our peace. See, that's one thing I was talking about uh, let's see was it yesterday morning I think it was I can't remember I think it was yesterday morning that uh, you know that we there's so many people out there you know we look at these uh, these famous people and me and Brady was walking looking at watching this the other day it was the uh, famous and broke I remember we was watching that the other day and Johnny Depp he was worth like they said if you total everything this man had made it'd be over a billion dollars but he wouldn't quit spending he's broke he said he he bought an island he bought yachts he's got homes in Paris and 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 Southern California, I mean, all over the world, uh, uh, full staff that he pays. And, and they try to tell him, you got to quit spending. And he won't listen to him. So he has to keep making movie after movie to try to s- sustain what he has. And Nicholas K.J. said it was the same way. He said he'd blow money like you wouldn't believe. And he's in debt and bankruptcy. You know, actually, actually, seeing some of these people and their finances don't feel so bad about mine. <laughs> you know, but anyway, you know. But the fact of the matter is, they're trying to find fulfillment in material things. Why do you think they're turning to drugs, alcohol, and spending out of control? Because when they spend, they have a momentary uh, 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 feeling of euphoria uh, that they, they spend something It makes them feel good, but it don't last. You know, they're looking for something. They're looking for a peace. They're looking for a happiness. And they're trying to find, fill that void through materialistic things. And they can't do it. Once they buy that feeling of euphoria, leaves. They're looking for what those of us have who are saved. They're looking for that peace that surpasses all understanding. They're looking for God's love, God's strength. That's what they need. That's what they're looking for. But they're trying to find it in everything else but God. And so, you know, it's so easy to do that. It's so, like me and Dad's talking about, you know, I've mentioned this before, that, you know, a lot of, that I was reading a study of the other day that a lot of people, when they order on Amazon, it's the same, they, they found it's the same feeling you get at Christmas time when you, when you open presents. And I don't know about you all, but I order something, I am watching that tracking. All right, it's almost here. It's there. it's there. It's there. It's there. And I told Brady, I said, I hate worse than anything when I order something. It goes through FedEx. And I'm like, yes, all right, I can't wait. And then it gets all the way to Johnson City goes to USPS. Like, what is that? You're that close. And then i got to wait another two days because the post office ain't going to get in no hurry. You know, and I'm sitting there watching the track and I hope I'm home when they come by. I hope I'm home. The the fact of the matter is you're not going to find peace and fulfillment in the material. You're only going to find that in the spiritual and God the Father, God of the Bible. Jesus Christ is the only way that you're going to fill that void in your life. And so when you get down, when you get kicked and you feel like you just can't move another inch. Find encouragement as David did, going before God, quoting the scriptures. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Is that not an awesome verse in and of itself? See, it's not—it's not just us who are dwelling in this tent. It is God, and you're thinking, "Well, wait a minute. first, you know, why do I keep messing up?" Because the... Or I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because we to be getting this in a second. But it's just that. Uh, the, the the flesh wars with the spirit and that's what happens you know and that's why we're imperfect people even though we're a new creation and again I'm getting ahead of myself that uh, that's why that happens all right so now I want you to look at um, let me see here what for Oh, Luke chapter 9 verses 1 through 5 Luke chapter 9 verses 1 through 5. everybody just a second to turn there. Luke chapter 9 verses 1 through 5 And it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of the city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. All right, so what Jesus is talking about there is dealing uh, with failure, Uh, is the fact that uh, not everybody's going to receive Jesus Christ. Not everybody's going to listen. You could go to witness to people and they don't want to listen. And he's telling them to shake it off and go on, just go on to the next city. You know, and it's it's hard to do. I've been in places where uh, I've tried to hand out tracts and i watched them throw it in the trash. You know, and that's, that's it can be defeating. You try to talk to somebody else about Jesus Christ, they don't want to hear it. You know, and you're thinking, what is wrong with these people? Why can't? Why you know? Because they've been blinded by the god of this world. You know, uh, we can let our past define us, and we can use that as an excuse for failure. And that's one thing we have to be very careful about. You know, I don't know why but uh here then last week or so uh, I've uh, it's, it's really been um, just as if it happened yesterday you know when I dad sent me to a private school well, my mom too and just my dad my, my mom did help raise me just my, my dad but uh, they sent me to a, a private school and um, you know I uh, I was bullied a lot all right and for some reason they started, it's just been it's just I don't know maybe it's just where I'm getting older. Uh, I don't know why, but I, you know it's just the old devil attacking. But you know I used to hate. I hated going there. I mean I hated it every day. It was just you know I, I was. They would tell me I was not the teachers, but the the, the kids that went to school there told me I was no good. That I was poor. Uh, they make fun of my nationality. They would call me derogatory uh, terms uh, in regards to uh, uh, the, the Japanese. Uh, they. Uh, uh, Made fun of my weight. It was just—I mean, every day uh, it was either a physical battle an emotional battle. I was just beat down. I hated it. I hated it. I, you could not—I cannot uh, not put into words how much I hated uh, going to school there. I would get nauseous each morning, and uh, Dad knew I didn't like going there, and uh, he would always try to take me to the airport and watch the planes. He would always try to do something to make me laugh. But uh, uh, on the—we'd always have to cross this bridge, and I knew as soon as I crossed that bridge was that close to the school and as soon as we hit that bridge I could just feel my stomach just in turmoil you know and when you're a kid sometimes um, what you know what others think about you matters and if they say that you're no good sometimes it's easy to think you are no good you know it's easy to beat yourself up it's easy to uh, you know when you're average like I was you know I couldn't really you know do something Cool on a skateboard or a bicycle. In fact, most of the time I wrecked on a bicycle. I just that because I was not coordinated. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I wasn't really overly exceptional in sports. And and, and, and you know, so it, it wonders sometimes what what is my purpose? Why am I even here? You know, sometimes it's easy to think like it What why do, why do I even exist? What you know, why does God have me on this planet? And, uh, you know, and it took me a lot of years uh, to, to work through some of that stuff. You know, I tried to push it back, try to put it behind me, try to think it didn't matter. And, uh, and some of you all may have been through, through tragic, horrible things that a lot of people can't even imagine. And uh, what I've been through pales in comparison to what others have been through. And so it's easy to, to blame those in your past, blame your past in general, blame how people talk to you, blame whatever. But if you're stuck in the past, you can't go forward. See, and that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to stay stuck in the past. He wants to make you think you're a failure. He wants to make you think you can't go forward. You can blame all the people you want to blame for your circumstances. But if you want to succeed, you have to keep pushing forward. You can only do that through Christ alone. It's only through Jesus Christ can you succeed, push past whatever it is that you feel is holding you back. You know, and that's one thing that my dad always instilled in me is that you have to work hard in this life. You know, as my grandfather always said, excuses are made to serve the ones who make them. You know, you can make all the excuses, you can blame all the other people, but in the end it determines upon you what you do with your life. You could build upon the the failures of your life. You can build on on the things that you don't think uh, that was uh, was fair. Life is seldom fair. You can you can make those failures your success if you work hard enough. You can make those those things that, that you thought was your failure your strength. You can, you know, but you only do that through Christ alone. It's only through Christ who makes that transformation and and help you to move past your past. Does that make sense? You know, to, because. You sit there and play the blame game, sit there and play the victim, you're never going to get anywhere. That's why in God's word we have to constantly be pushing forward, striving for more. We should never be satisfied with what when it comes to our spirituality. You know, we are to be content in all things, but we should never be satisfied. We should constantly want more of Jesus Christ. We should want more of God. We should want more of the spiritual things of Jesus Christ, wanting more. You know, and I can understand how so many times that uh, the Apostle Paul uh, compared our spiritual walk uh, to athleticism, to athletes. Yeah, you know, because in uh, the men games, very much like the Olympic Games. And um, and so he would oftentimes refer uh, our, our spiritual journey very much like that of athletes. And I understand that to a certain extent because... Uh, you know, I told you before that I, um, you know, I enjoyed running, I enjoyed working out, and really to the point that um, I, I was just, you know, obsessing over it. But uh, I always had this, uh, uh, you know, idea that if I could run a mile or run, I don't know, five miles, then I can run six. If I can run six miles, I could do seven. If I, uh, if I was lifting weights, if I could do 10 reps, well, I could do 11. If I did 11, I could do 12. You know, I always had to push myself that much more, that much harder. And, uh, you know, there's some people in this world who may not have a lot of talent, but because of their hard work, they succeeded. They become more than what they what people said they could be. Who People who said they could make could be nothing and there were failures and, and could never succeed anything. They pushed past that and, and they could they could either feed the excuses of their past or use that to work to be better than what they are. And that's what we have to do as Christians, that we must want more of Jesus Christ so that we can strengthen ourselves spiritually, mentally and emotionally. The devil's going to tell you you're a failure. The devil's going to tell you you can't make it. The devil's going to tell you that you're not a good enough Christian. But through Jesus Christ, all right, through Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors through him. And we should never be satisfied with just enough. We shouldn't be just satisfied. Well, I made the prayer of salvation. That's good enough. We should want more and more and more of Jesus Christ. That's why we want to be in church. That's why we want to be in our Bibles daily. That's why we want to be in prayer because we are not satisfied with where we're at in our walk. We want more. And so, so many times people feel broken. All right. They don't feel like they're they're good enough anymore. And guess what? You know, the world will say if something's broken, they don't, you know, it's useless. It's not worth having anymore. She's over here here, <laughs> Everybody's focused on her. But uh, she's, I might just let her up here to preach, and that, that might be better. So <laughs> I love little babies. I'd have a house full Brandy let me, but she won't even let me give her a handshake. But anyway, uh, so... <laughs> that way. I, after one baby, I just, that was it. But anyway, uh, so, but the world will say that uh, to be broken, you know, you're, it's not good anymore. They want to throw it away. But guess what Jesus Christ says? Give me the broken. He wants the broken. And he's going to make it new again. So if you feel broken, if you feel like you're a failure, you don't feel like you're good enough, guess what? Jesus Christ wants you. He wants the failures. He wants the broken. Because then, he can turn you into something far greater than you ever imagined, ever thought possible is through Jesus Christ alone. Now um, I want you to look at Psalm 34:18, if you would please, Psalm 34:18. And this is uh it goes directly what i'm talking about here the lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as to uh, be of a contrite spirit is that a wonderful thing god wants the broken all right weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning we may feel broken we may feel useless but jesus christ is there to put the pieces back together And to strengthen you. Now, sometimes we need to be broken. You're thinking, "What's that mean?" Well, we need to be broken from um, stubbornness and sin and things that are pulling us away from Jesus Christ. Sometimes those are the things that need to be broken to to change ourselves for the better. We can't continually to live a life that's worldly. We have to change that way of thinking. We have to change that way of looking at things and live completely and totally for Jesus Christ. And, you know, again, it goes back to that that mind game that the old devil wants to play. He wants to get in your head. And I don't know about you, but um, uh, sometimes it's easy to to live in depression. You think about your past. You think about your present, you know. You know, I think about... Uh, things I uh, have said to people and, and wish I could take back and change. Um, you know, it is, uh, I think about past sermons and, and uh, you know, and, and it's just, it just, sometimes it just feels overwhelming, you know. But that's the old devil trying to pull you in to the past and to focus on the wrong things. We are not failures. If you're a child of God, you are not a failure. All right. Now, I want you to look at uh, let's see here, Psalm one hundred three twelve. Since we're in Psalms, let's look at Psalm one hundred three twelve. Now, when it comes to uh, feeling like a, a failure, you know, I think sometimes that goes uh, comes about uh, with um, uh, repetitive sin, because uh, we are uh, sinful creatures. Obviously, uh, we are imperfect. There's no a righteous no not one. And because of that, uh, I think that's where devil uh, feeds on us to make us feel we are not successful, that uh, we want to give up. You know, uh, the opposite of of giving up is to endure, to persevere. It's easy to sometimes just want to throw up your hands and say, what's the point? What's the use? Uh, And it's um, and that's where. Because we sin and we mess up time and again, and and the devil wants to play on that. He wants to make you think, well, am I really saved? Uh, am I really a Christian? Uh, you know, can God keep forgiving me for the same sin over and over again? I ask for forgiveness, and, and yet it, it, you know, I turn around and do it again. Uh, but if we look here at um, Psalm one hundred three twelve, it says, "As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us." And on that same line, I want you to also look at. Um, let's see here. I think it was second corinthians chapter 7 verses uh, 8 uh, through 10 if you want to turn there just real quick uh, and um, we're talking about god's forgiveness here just a little bit because i feel like it goes hand in hand uh with feeling uh having those feelings of of, of, of failure of feeling uh that I maybe mean, god don't want us because we we mess up so much but if we look at uh second corinthians uh 7, verse 8 here says, For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. Though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrow to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, and that ye may receive damage by us of nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world Worketh death. Talking about worldly grief, and we have to humble ourselves before God. You know, it is. You know, when we mess up, when we sin, uh, it is our pride that can tell us that it can either justify sin. Uh, we put ourselves in the judgment seat to say, "Well, you know, God's not going to forgive that." Uh, God, you know, and is that pride? We we put ourselves in the judge. See, we you know, it comes to repentance, and it's not about the the amount of purity in our repentance because. Uh, we are imperfect. We can't always have the uh, the 100% purity maybe required to, to show the proper repentance. But see, it is it was Jesus Christ's perfection uh, that his atoning work on the cross that for, that offers that perfection to forgive us of our sins. We can repent. Now sometimes there may be underlying issues we need to address. We can repent and then turn around to the same sin again. And it's because there's, there may be something in our lives that uh, we need to start avoiding. Maybe spending more time in prayer. Uh, you know, if you if you have a, a, a particular sin that you keep doing over and over again, maybe, you know, uh, whether it's uh, looking at things on the internet you shouldn't be or watching movies you shouldn't be, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe you got a foul mouth. You know, maybe if you, you need to change who you're hanging out with. Maybe you need to put safety features on your computer. Whatever it may be, you might need to, to do that. But then there's still that root problem. What What is causing uh, the need to to feel to to, to fulfill uh, those desires and, and try to get to the root of that. But we when we mess up, it's easy to put ourselves in that judgment seat and to say, "Well, God's not going to forgive me for that." You know, how can He keep forgiving me over and over again? You know, and that's what Peter asked Jesus. He said, "How many times can you forgive?" You know, is it seventy times seven? You know, how many times? And and what Jesus was trying to explain to him that it, there's no amount of forgiveness. All right, it's not that God's want to forgive you 50 times and that's it. Well, i messed up. i can mess up 50 times in a day. <laughs> so if that was the case, I'd really be hurt. But, you know, it is, uh, uh, you know, it's not that Christ says, OK, that's it. No more forgiveness. It don't work that way. All right. He is all knowing, all powerful. He knows we're going to mess up. He knows we're we're going to screw up. That doesn't give us the 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 uh, the, the ability to keep sinning. Well, God knows we're going to mess up. So, you know, we have to try because we want to please God. Just like I want to please my parents or please my wife. I, don't, I want to do things that hurts them. I want to do things that pleases them or makes them happy. And so when we mess up, you know, we ask for forgiveness. Sometimes there's that, that nasty, repetitive circle of, of you sin, you ask for forgiveness, you sin, you ask for forgiveness. You feel like you're on this Ferris wheel of, of, you know, how am I going to get off this thing? And it's tough and it's hard. And that's where the devil wants to come in and explain, you know, try to tell you that well, God's not going to forgive that. You know, your car didn't start today because you sinned. Yeah, you tripped and fell today because you sinned. You're, you're sick because you sinned. That's what the devil wants to make you think, but that's not how God works. When God forgives you, he lets it go. It's done. It's over with. And so we, when we understand that we are forgiven... See, it's the devil that wants to put that pride. So see, that's our biggest problem. The lust of the flesh, the lust of uh, the eye, and the pride of life. See, it's our pride that puts us in that judgment seat to think that, well, God's not going to forgive this. But Jesus' perfection, his work on the cross, allows that repentance. And if you're in a in your sincere heart, he will cleanse you and forgive you of that sin. Yes, you may do it again. and uh, But we are forgiven. But it's the devil who wants to To bring up, oh, look what you've done, look what you said, look what you watched, look what you looked at, and it just pound, pound, pound. It makes you just feel that much worse, you know? And so that's when you want to question, am I really saved? But if you weren't saved, you wouldn't care. If you wasn't saved, you wouldn't try. If you wasn't saved, you wouldn't ask for forgiveness. But that's where we have, see, when we ask for forgiveness, that's part of the battle. See, as King David, that was part. he's already been through one battle, come home to another battle. Well, when we sin, that's one battle. When we ask for forgiveness, there's still the battle continues of beating yourself up. Because the old devil will say, oh, look what you've done. Because he wants to keep pounding you and beating on you. And that's when we have to let it go. You know, just like we were talking about our past. You know, we want to blame other people. We want to blame our circumstances. We want to blame, you know, we get upset with those who, who don't treat us right or family don't treat us right. And that's where we have to get the point of saying, so what? Let it go. So what? This person was mean to me. So what? You know, that my, I had a horrible past. You know, when you give it to Christ, it's when you get to the point where you say, so what? You know, I'm not going to let that past define me. I'm not going to let those sins define me. I'm going to live for Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to pick myself up and keep going. See, that's one thing, again, talking about about exercise. That's why I loved it so much. There's days when you don't feel like getting up. There's days when you don't want to push yourself. There's days when you don't want to exercise, but you make yourself. And you keep pushing. You keep going. You keep going further than you did yesterday. When you get to one mountain top, you look for a bigger mountain. You're never satisfied. And I think that's the problem with so many Christians. They're satisfied. That's why they're so apathetic. That's why they're so complacent. That's why people are not coming to church anymore because they're satisfied. They're no longer wanting more. And so that's why, you know, I think there's so much depression and anxiety because when they sin and mess up, the devil gets in their head. Well, I'm not good enough to come to church anymore. I'm not good enough to uh, to pray. I'm not good enough to read my Bible. Bull hockey. That's when you have to make yourself, just like with exercise, you've got to make yourself. Be disciplined. Make yourself get in the Word. Make yourself get up in the morning. Make yourself read the Bible and and spend that time with her. Make yourself do that. Because the devil wants to say, hey, you know, you're just too tired. You're too sick. Uh, You know, there's too much going on. That's what he wants to do. That's why we have to rise above that and keep keep pushing forward. Uh, Now, I want you to look at... um, Let's see here, 2 Corinthians 5.17, I think it is. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.17, right here at it, so that's good. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, there is uh I get bad as dad dropping everything. Um we see the word new here. Uh, we, uh, there's two Greek words. There's one that is called, uh, make sure I wrote it down, make sure I didn't mess it up, neos, uh, which is something that has uh, just been made, but it's like everything else. And then there's kainos, uh, that, that has just been made, but it's not like anything else. All right? And so that's what Christ has made us, a new creature. We're, we're a new creation. We're not like anything else. To me, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. It is no longer I who live, but it is He that lives in me. It is God, it is Christ Jesus who lives in us. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. That old man, that old us, has been nailed to the cross. We're no longer the same, we are new. And that's why I was talking about a minute ago, that there, there, there is uh, 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 two people living in our home there, you know. We got God living in our hearts, and we still have that flesh living there. And that war continues on, you know. That's so why the Apostle Paul talks about it. I said, why is it the things I want to do, I don't do, but the very things I don't want to do, I do. And I don't know about you all, but I can really relate to that. The very things I don't want to do, I do. And I'm like, what is, you know, and he's like, what is wrong with me? I'm supposed to be a preacher, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. The devil don't care if you're a preacher or, or a, a layman. It don't matter. In fact, I sometimes I think he attacks pastors more because of what we're trying to do. That's why every Sunday morning when I come in here, I stand up there and it's quiet. And there's nobody in here, and I just I just really pray. I look out in this empty sanctuary and I pray, the Lord, to help me use to be touched somebody. I feel like I'm literally walking into a boxing ring, and I feel like that's the way it is. I really do. I'm literally going, leading you all in battle. You know, I saw that Madison, she said today, we're uh, watching uh, some clips from uh, Braveheart and uh, talking about, uh, uh, you know, his his famous speech that he gave in there. But um, she said they also watched that from Rocky. It's one of his later movies, one of the last ones that come out. I think it was just called Balboa. But, you know, he was talking to his son. And uh, I love uh, that uh, that exchange between him and his son because his son was mad. And he was blaming his dad. He said, I can't get anywhere. I can't succeed because because they know who you are. And uh, uh, you know. And now you're going to fight. Or it's going to make fun of you. It's going to make it harder on me to succeed or do anything. And uh, old Balboa, he, said, he got in his, more or less got in his face. And he said, you know what? He said, you're going to blame other people. He said, cowards do that. He said, you're not a coward. And he said, if you know what you're worth, get it and go out and get what you're worth. He said, you have to fight for it. You have to work for it. He said, nobody's going to give you anything. And I think that's the problem. We want to blame everybody else. i want to blame our circumstances instead of getting out there and fighting. And that's what our Christian walk is. A battle. We have to fight. We have to keep pushing forward. Fight. And I think so many people have just given up. They don't, they don't want to, to be in the battle anymore. But we have to push ourselves, all right? We have to continually push ourselves time and time again. Push ourselves to do better. You know, we didn't come this far for God to give up on us. I think some people think, well, I've made it this far. Now God's just going to leave me out in the cold. It don't work that way. God didn't bring you this far just to leave you. He got you this far. He's going to continue to be with you, continue to, to get you even further. But you have to fight. You have to work. You have to continue on in the, in the, in the mission. You have to continue on in the battle that is at hand. That is raging on around us. Don't give up. Don't think you're a failure. Those are the things that the old devil wants to feed you. The, the, the demons want to feed you. They don't want to see you succeed. There may be people around you don't want to see you succeed. They know your past. They know what, what you were about. And they want to see you fall. Don't let them have the 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 gratification you fight for jesus christ greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world we are more than conquerors through him you are not a failure you are a child of god don't give up don't let the devil tell you that you're not worth anything you are very worthy as a child of god we're a joint heirs to the throne when the old devil's attacking you let him know who your daddy is. I promise you, he's going to take off running. You draw close to him, he's going to draw close to you. You draw close to God, he's going to draw close to you. We have to continue the battle. Keep fighting. So when those days come and hit and you mess up, you want to give up, that's when you just put your hand in that nail-scarred hand and keep on fighting. because God's, God's right there with you. You know, and I know that I'm... Uh, um, even to this day, it might be forty-seven years old. If I have a problem, I know my earthly daddy will fight for me. Well, my earthly daddy—how much more would our heavenly Father fight for us? If you'll stand, we will close in prayer. Appreciate each every one of you all for coming uh, this evening, and uh, let us pray. Therefore, Father, Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you uh, for this glorious day that you've blessed us with. Uh, Lord, help us to have the strength and continue the battle and the fight. Lord, help us to push back against those thoughts that seek to destroy us, Lord, and know where our power and our strength lies, and let us depend upon you in all areas of our lives. Lord Jesus, uh, we either trust in you or we don't, and uh, sometimes it's easy to to get tore down uh, with what we believe. Sometimes we believe we're not good enough. We tend to, to lean that direction, but if we believe wholeheartedly in you in your strength, and we know that we will succeed and go forward. Lord, for anyone watching or listening here tonight in the sanctuary that doesn't know you, uh, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with us. Keep us safe and well until we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good night.